Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. Today we chat to England's Tom Lewis on his incredible 2011 Open, his up and down career so far and life on the PGA Tour. I'm Gary Kigo and welcome to the Golf Monthly Podcast. The Clubhouse is brought to you by Titleist, the number one ball in golf and the most played golf ball at the BMW International Open with 74% of the field putting one in play last week. Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. I'm Elliot Heath and it's just me this week uh, with a special guest in Tom Lewis. I chatted to Tom a couple of weeks ago uh, about a number of things really about firstly his incredible week at Royal St George's back in 2011 when he won the silver medal and, and set a few records that week, as well as his fast start as a pro, his seven-year win drought, that amazing Corn Ferry Tour Championship victory, and what life's like on the PGA Tour. So we'll be back with our usual podcast next week. But until then, enjoy our interview with Tom Lewis. Um, please subscribe to the podcast on your usual channels uh, and leave us a review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. So yeah, let's get into our chat with Tom Lewis. Tom Lewis, thanks for joining us today. Uh, firstly, where are you joining us from? You in the States? No, I'm actually back in the UK from my home uh, in Hertfordshire. Yeah, so what's it like at the moment then, juggling the US and the European tour? It's absolutely fine because my focus is totally in America right now. Like, I have no real plans to come back to Europe as yet. Um, obviously, everything is running pretty smoothly over in the US as it's being one country. I understand that the European Tour are doing as well as they can with the the changes of rules, you know, red lists and all of that. So I know it's just very inconsistent and up and down at the moment over here. So I'm going to try and base myself out there as, for as long as I can. Yeah. So you're in Jupiter. I am. Yeah. Yeah. What's that like? It's lovely. Weather's perfect. You know, it's a nice it's a nice home there, and uh, I, I you know I really enjoy it. it. Can get a little bit lonely, but it's. Uh, it's nothing that uh, I can't handle. So yeah, back to like how you started playing the game. Um, what was your introduction? I was four years old and I didn't really enjoy school. So I spent a lot of time with my dad at his driving range and ended up hitting golf balls and then just become more of a routine and then just became my focus, really. So you, you wanted to be a professional golfer from a young age? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What sort of age did you know that it was realistic that you were going to be a pro? uh probably from about 14 that sort of age when i was kind of coming out of school pl making plans you know um and i had a football career that i needed to make a decision on um and just decided to go with golf and when i left school at 16 it was just full focus on becoming a professional yeah you look like you look like you had an amazing amateur career winning the boys amateur um st andrews Lynx trophy Walker Cup as well, and then, and then of course, the, the 2011 Open. Um, talk to me about that Open. How, how special was that? You know, it was obviously, it's, it gave me a name. Um, it made things easier when I turned professional, you know, for my, for my management to get me invitations and stuff like that. And obviously, I took advantage of it. Um, so it really put me on the map. Um, but it is a long time ago. So, it's, you know, I think it's time to move on from it as much as possible. But... I know I'm going to have to talk about it for the rest of my life or the rest of my career, I'm sure. 
Yeah, what was it like playing with Tom Watson in those first two rounds? Because it's yeah, it's widely reported that you were named after him. Correct. Yeah, um, it was great. You know, obviously he was before my time, but obviously I heard stories about him. So, you know, I think my dad was super excited for that, and obviously to perform the way I performed made it even more special. Um, him having a hole in one on the Friday was awesome as well, and. You know, playing with Henrik Stenson, who I had played a couple of practice rounds with in previous tour events that I got inv invites to before the Open, made it even more comforting, and I just enjoyed it. And I, you know, I wish that every every week was that enjoyable. Um, so I'm very thankful for the RNA to allow me that opportunity to to play with those players. Yeah, how much do you treasure that silver medal that you've got? Yeah, it's awesome. Just got a new home, so I'm looking to find a place to put it up if my dad allows me to take it. <laughs> Brilliant. And then, yeah, turning pro, you won very early, didn't you, at the Portugal Masters? Yeah, third start as a professional. With all like your, your success, because you, uh, you were basically winning everything, um, did you expect life as a pro to be easy? Yeah, easier than it has been, for sure. Um, but... That's what, that's what life's about. I think if, if it was as easy as I expected it to be, then I probably wouldn't be as the same person as I am now. I probably would have been very difficult to be around. Um, I would have been pr probably very arrogant and pretty selfish and, and, and probably not really understood what life is about. So in a way, the struggles have you know, um, made me a better person. Yeah, I love that honesty. So in what way was it not as easy as you expected it to be then? Well, I just expected to win every three weeks because that's what I did <laughs> when I turned pro. So obviously that didn't happen. I had to wait eight years to win again or something. So it's just little things, but managing expectations and um, trying to be uh, trying to be better without getting really in my own way, which is something I've struggled with the most. But um, my time will come. Obviously, I've done a lot of great things in my career, so I just need to do them more often. Yeah, in that like seven or eight year period that you went without the wins, um, what was that like then? Was it losing your swing? Was it losing your confidence? Or was it just a combination of a number of things? Not really. Just not really losing my swing. It's never really changed, even though I tried to change it a lot. Um, that will never really change. It's more just your mind and how you manage your life and what you want to achieve. And uh, it just happened to be um, just a difficult time. And who knows why I, you know, I haven't been able to break through. But you know, could be worse. I'm not too too unhappy. <laughs> Did you uh, stop enjoying the game during that period? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I hated it. It was my life and, you know, it was my career and I wasn't able to, to achieve what I felt like I could have achieved. And, you know, it's disappointing when you're underachieving every single week. Um, so to be able to have done that for years and years, it's not it's not exactly fun going to work every day to, to fail. So that's something that I had to get used to. And probably when I decided that it didn't matter as much is probably when I played better. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, you must have learned so much from that period and sort of moulded you into the person you are today, I guess, and the golfer as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with, with where I am now. Yeah, so, uh, so what was it that 
took you to that Bridgestone Challenge win on the Challenge Tour and then the Portugal Masters, your second Portugal Masters win just a couple of weeks later in 2018? I think just filtering out all the noise around me, just doing what I wanted to do rather than what everyone else wanted me to do. And then, you know, um, realising that it can't get any worse, it can only get better. And then just things happened for me and I was patient and uh, I had nothing to lose, I guess. And then I got myself into the position I am now where I feel like I've got things to lose. And then you can see my performances have dipped a little bit, but I think I've got to the point now again where I'm like, I've got nothing to lose. So I probably will do really well again. Yeah, I remember watching your Corn Ferry Tour Championship victory in 2019. It was just absolutely incredible. I didn't even know that you were going to be playing in it. <laughs> it didn't really sound like you knew you were going to be playing in it either. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I just made the decision like a two weeks before or a week before that I would do it. Um, said to my management team, I said, can I get my card if I perform? You know, what have I got to do? They said, you finish in the top, top six, I think. And I was like, okay, I can do that. And then ended up winning by five. And, you know, just those things happen for a reason, I guess. And um, I was very fortunate to be able to be in the position that I am now because of that event. Yeah, so was it that week that, well, I know it got you your PGA Tour card, but is that why you're living in Jupiter now and, and why you're in the position you are now? Yeah, COVID's obviously made me feel I had to be there more and uh, the tour, I've played as many tournaments as I possibly can and I'm just pleased that um, I have the opportunity to play out there with, you know, amongst all the players and I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's incredible. So, um I guess you didn't really know any of the players you were playing with that week? No, I didn't know anyone. No, that's quality. You're going to stay on the PGA Tour now then with um, with COVID? I guess it's been a very strange last sort of 12 months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to definitely um, space myself over there as much as possible. And that's what I've done over that, that period of time. And I hope that continues going forward. What's it like traveling around America then as a Brit? It's great. You know, I feel comfortable over there. I've known it over the years of practicing and um, I know so many people there, friends, you know, I've got got along with good players over there as well. So that helps. And, you know, you miss home a little bit, home life and family. Um, just the little things that you probably take for granted when you're here. And that's the reason why I'm back just this week. It's gone very fast and it's a shame I've got to go back, but... That's just what I have to do. And how was the uh, the WGC last year where you were tied second? That's got to be one of the, the best weeks of your career. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, I went in the first two days, I think I was third to last. Um, and I obviously got the putter going and I shot a very low score and gave myself an opportunity and went out there and played again uh, really well on the Sunday and had an opportunity to win. It's a shame I finished as poorly as I did, obviously. You know, missing a short birdie part on 16 and then three putting on 17 from nowhere. But that was just nerves, really. And, you know, I made a great par down the last um, to finish second. But hopefully that gives me the confidence and belief that if I have that opportunity again next time, that I can carry that forward and, and then learn from the mistakes. Yeah. What's it like having those nerves in, a, in such a massive event? I know Justin Thomas was right up there and he went on to win. But I guess you've had them all your career and that's why you're you're such a great golfer. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, when I'm around these guys, they're very good with me and um, 
polite and friendly and uh, I enjoy I enjoy being in their presence and I feel more comfortable it's just a matter of me being there more often and um, mixing with them and, and learning I'm definitely becoming a better player being out there because you just have to be yeah what do you notice from the world's best players then that they do is it just a combination of everything is it the, the practicing the putting or just everything yeah just um, you've got to just whole parts the greens are so good that you need to give yourself as many opportunities as possible and and, and when they uh, when they go in and you have a good week and if they don't it's just you know it's, it's so close it's a fine line between missing a cut and winning a tournament um, so it's just trying not to get down on yourself uh, when you when you you know, it looks like you're not performing. Yeah, do you think it's more of a putting competition in America than it is in, in Europe? Yeah. Oh, that's it. very interesting. And what about distance as well? It's, uh, I guess, the, the modern game, it's all about hitting it as far as you possibly can. Yeah, uh, it definitely helps going, uh, going into the week, knowing that you can hit it over 300 yards because there's a lot of bunkers out there that you know 310 from the back tee and the tee moves up a little bit and then you're like right i can get this if the wind isn't hurting etc whereas i think if you don't hit it that far then it's obviously um you just sort of at a disadvantage in a way i guess you work out quite a lot now were you doing that when you turned pro like 10 years ago uh, I did more when I was an amateur, actually, because oh, really? I didn't play as many tournaments, whereas now, obviously, I'm playing uh, playing more. I don't train as much. Um, and that there, there's things that I need to manage. You know, the better I play, the more I can train because I can have more weeks off. So it's a sort of snowball effect. Uh, at the moment, I'm not training as much as I would like, um, you know, in golf and out of golf. So uh, I just have to play, but you've got to manage, you know, your mind and your body. And... Uh, Right now, it's just there's a lot of playing going on, and hopefully, I can get a good week and have more time off so I can spend training. Yeah, with the the rules, I guess the uh, the 48 inch shaft is out of it, and there's talk of sort of bifurcation. Uh, how would you feel about playing under different equipment rules to amateurs? Doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother. I don't mind. Whatever it is, is what it is. I I never tried the longer drive or anything like that. I was comfortable just sticking to what I knew and um, you know as long as I'm here at the moment I'm hitting it long and straight so you know I don't think there's many drivers out there better than better than me um, so I'm not really questioning it and if the rules change for pros versus amateurs which I don't think is a bad idea um, I'll be happy with it. it it doesn't affect me whatever happens happens interesting so um, yeah with what 18 months on the PGA Tour now uh, the close calls that you've had, especially um, at the FedEx last last year, do you feel like you're ready to win out there in the states? Uh, no, not yet. Not totally oh, really? ready to win. I could win. I could win. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I did win. But if you're saying, "Am I ready to win?" Probably not. It's probably things I still need to learn. I don't get myself up there enough to learn to be under that pressure that I put under myself. But I wouldn't be surprised if I did it. Yeah, so can you see how the likes of Tommy Fleetwood haven't won in the States? I think Louis Eusthazen hasn't even won out there. So just, yeah, how difficult it must be. 
them boys are going to win out there. Like Tommy's going to win soon. You know, he's he's a great player. Um, he's a good person, and he deserves to win out there. So um, he keeps putting himself in them positions. He's going to get across the line, and you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's only a matter of time. So Tommy will win, and I think people have just got to get off his back and just let him do his thing, and his time will come. Yeah, definitely. And um, I'm sure he'll be at the Ryder Cup. Has uh, Harrington had a word with you? Is, is that in your eye line? Yeah, Podrick's spoken to me and he's he's saying, pull your finger out. You know, I'd like you in the team. So I'm going to have to do a hell of a job over the next few months. Yeah, you, you can see yourself winning though, can't you? And I guess it all it takes is a bit of confidence. You've had it before. You know how to win golf tournaments. So it's got to be a realistic goal of yours. Yeah, it's going to be a matter of just confidence, getting the right week, and then if I can win once, maybe twice, then I wouldn't be surprised if, if I got a call from Podrick, but that's way out of my uh, focus right now. Could you imagine what that would be like, putting on those European outfits? Yeah, it would be awesome. Um, my time will come, and it, it probably isn't going to be this time, but you know, I'll let you know when that happens. Um, are you in the Open in July? No. Oh, really? So that must be a, a huge goal of yours then to get back to Royal St. George's. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, but good play will make that happen. And if I don't, then it'll be uh, it'll be sadly missed, but something that I'll watch on TV and, and I'm sure there'll be clips of the previous time it was at Royal St. George's and I'll look forward to seeing my young face up on the TV. Oh, you need to be there, Tom. Uh, are you in the US Open? No. Oh, really? So the, the PGA could potentially be your, your only major of the year? Yeah, it will be, yeah. Uh, how, how was that experience at Kiowa? Yeah, it was nice. It was a really good golf course, felt very European. If you look at the leaderboard, there was a lot, many Europeans up there. So um, it showed it played into our hands. And um, yeah, it was great that Phil won. And it was great to be a part of that week. And uh, it's ple- I'm pleased that I was able to make the cut. It shows that I am improving. And, um, you know, if the more majors I get a chance to play in, the more experience I'll have and, you know, I'll feel more comfortable in them situation. Yeah. What do you remember about playing with uh, Mickelson at the Open in 2011? Um, I remember I hit it way better than him and he beat me by a lot. <laughs> really? That's all I remember. Yeah. I remember thinking he was all over the place and he shot like level par or one over in the rain. And I played brilliantly and shot about 10 over or something. So I just thought, well, there's probably a lot of things I need to learn. So, uh, yeah, I just started laughing when he was chipping it from like a foot off the green and looking like he was going to hold everything. So um, yeah, it was good. It was enjoyable. And um, hopefully I get the chance to play with him again this year. <laughs>